This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Hoss. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Drunken Comedian Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Matt Haas, and uh, thank you for tuning in. We have a really cool episode today, uh, something I recorded earlier in this month. We um, we have some really cool ex- and exciting guests coming up, and I think there's going to be a couple of changes made to the podcast. Uh, not major changes, but some things uh, like just updating the, the, the jingles and the theme tunes and uh, stuff like that. So... Um, it's this is like a a slight reboot for the uh, podcast. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff for it, but I'll chat to you more in the outro. But all you need to know for now, for this this month's episode, we have an absolute banger. Yeah, see what I did there. I did that thing where you did that because I'm bitching. Um, oh. <laughs> this this podcast essentially just shows how deeply uncomfortable with who I am and whatever I say to myself and that is one of the themes of the podcast as well because today we chat about uh, we chat to the amazing Cal Halbert now if you don't know Cal Cal is an impressionist and he does a lot of silent comedy which involves these impressions and uh, he is part of a double act called the Mimic Men with Alfie Joey who is mentioned throughout the podcast and they had their biggest boost in their profile when they went to Britain's Got Talent in 2016 and I think the Mimic Men were the first kind of, were amongst the first groups of uh, comedians who started doing Britain's Got Talent uh, in the last couple of years, um, especially in the last week or so. Uh, Lee Ridley has been uh, on on there to use uh, Britain's Got Talent as a bigger platform to boost a profile, and that's another thing we talk about with how Britain got, um, Britain's Got Talent affected his life and uh, and what the ramifications of that as well. Uh, but we, uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's, it was a really fun podcast, and Cal is an absolute treat. So I hope you enjoy episode seventeen with Cal Halver. I hope you're ready for our podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. And you can come play on a bus or a train, because we're gonna go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast. Yeah. Hope you're ready for the podcast. Ready for the podcast? Yeah, yeah, you're probably ready. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, I didn't have any breakfast. Um, I had a uh, coffee at about eleven o'clock, um, and I had a glass of water as well. Ooh. Um, and then at about two o'clock, I had three sausages that I'd cooked <laughs> the night before, and left three for Ryan because I'm a Good partner. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, a romantic and a, a chivalrous man. Uh, so, how do you take your coffee? Um, just a bit of milk normally, but I'm on lactose-free milk at the moment. Are you? Yeah. Oh, is that, is that the one with the white? Um, it's the white carton and the cow cow's face on it. Is it, it that is. It? Yeah. it is. That is exactly <laughs> it. You've uh, you've described perfectly the milk that is in my uh, fridge. Yeah. That is. <laughs> I, I don't want to say I have, I have a superpower, but that is it. You know, like, uh, that's that's my thing. You know. <laughs> I can tell who's a skim milk, who's a who's a blue top drinker, you know. Okay, in, in that case, in what what type of milk do I normally have if I'm not on the lactose free? Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna put caution to the wind. Um, I, I think I think you're semi skimmed. I am a semi. Yes, get in. Right? But I haven't had it for ages because Ryan's full fat, and I, oh. I and for compromise. I just do what he wants to do. Okay, that is that is how it works. <laughs> I love that that in, uh, that is just a part of your relationship. It's like um, you've moved in. You've uh, you've got to uh, you know assimilate milks. You know, it's, uh, yeah. That was that was the biggest question about what what cap of milk do we get? Yeah, we're not allowed to spread as well. We're not allowed margarine. Okay, uh, have to have butter. Oh. Um, uh, is, do you have to have like, dairy free butter or uh, no no just just normal we have to have normal butter we can't so I'm one of these people who would just buy whatever's on offer yeah whatever's, yeah. whatever's a pound I will get that whether it's clover I can't believe it's not butter if it's lip I don't care yeah whichever's on offer is what I'll buy 
Ryan is all about just butter. We're on the eye on butter. Yeah. And he, he will compromise to have Lurpak spreadable sometimes. <laughs> but again, I only ever buy that one if it's, if it's on offer. I, I have only just realised now that Lurpak is not butter. Apparently, <laughs> like, uh, who knew? Like, <laughs> like, it's very new to me. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Cal Halbert. Thank like, you very much, Matt. I felt felt very uh, very formal doing that. Like cause yeah. we just had a, a lovely chat upstairs, which is very you know very chilled out. But n- then we do this formal introduction. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it feels like it's very um, superficial. We're gonna have to, we'll do it again, but we'll do okay. it in very chill, more the way I'll usually approach you. Okay, right, so okay. we walk in the street. This is how we'll do it. <clears throat> Yo, what up, home slice? Hello. <laughs> that is what it's like. It's, my, like. it's that level of awkwardness, really. It's a... <laughs> that is exactly how I see you every time. Hello, Matt Hart. Uh, well, thank you for coming on the podcast. My man. pleasure. Thank you for having me. It, it is my pleasure. Uh, and, um, yeah, how has your week been, then? It's been okay. It's been okay. It's been very uneventful. Yeah. You know when you feel like you've been very, very busy, but nothing has <laughs> happened? It's like you tell all your friends on Facebook, oh, I'm really busy. Super I, like, busy. Yeah, yeah. but you've, Super yeah, busy. you haven't you done know, that. There are so many YouTube videos I haven't watched yet. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so busy. Because <laughs> like, like, I feel like I am. I do do a lot, but not enough for me to complain that I'm too busy. Because a lot of people, I always say to people, oh, I'm busy at the moment, I'm busy. But it just... You know, they they have real jobs. If you know what I mean, they we've worked for eight hours. I've watched like yeah. a lot of Netflix today as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is true. My partner will come home and say, "Oh, what you've been up to, Zerman? I've been super busy." Yeah. So, uh, what have you what have you actually done? I don't know. What's what's for tea? I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to make? <laughs> my, my key my my key word is that if if I want to evade that conversation, it's like oh I've done admin a lot of admin today. Admin, yeah, yeah, I've admin done admin. A good one. Yeah, because no, uh, I would say ninety percent of my admin is trying to remember a password for <laughs> and resetting it. That is all my admin is. What I've got to log in log into HMRC. Right? Yeah. Okay, I have to find the password somewhere. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Um, but we, we were chatting briefly upstairs uh, about Netflix and uh, what. Uh, things we're watching at the moment. So, what are you watching at the moment? What am I watching at the moment? I not on Netflix, but I have been. I've started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm from the beginning. Oh yes, what do it's you think of funny. it? I think it's great. It's yeah. great. It's isn't really, it? really yeah. funny. And I so yes, I'm up to season five at the moment that I've watched all the way through. Yeah, mm. um, it's very funny. I think it's a really good show. I think it's uh, yeah, it's delight. It's one that my favourite American awkward because I think uh, a lot of American programs who try to do awkward humour yeah. doesn't really land that well, especially like the first couple of series of uh, The mm. Office. Um, but with Kirby Enthusiasm, it's like uh, they kind of do it to a point where it's like ridiculous. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, I love uh, I, I love Larry David so much. As I well. think it's, it's super it's, funny. I think it's very very well written. Most of it's all improvised as well. Yes, but yeah. then it also well, the thing that surprised me is that it hasn't dated badly at all yes, it's, still, yeah. it's still totally wrong so whereas you look at Seinfeld parts of Seinfeld oh my aged God. horrifically that's awful Friends is appalling yes. it's really bad uh, actually thinking of things that have aged I watched on Easter Sunday I watched it's, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene uh, the original yeah, yeah, Gene, Gene Wilder, Wilder. Yeah. and that came out I think I looked it up I think it was 1971 it came out yeah. I think um, and it is it, like it hasn't aged as yeah. badly as I thought it would be like I understand it's all like yeah, make believe yeah. anyway but yeah. like it hasn't aged badly at all for a film that you would have thought have come out like there's stuff that have come out in the 90s that look worse than that that's the thing I think it's actually um, I think it's com- uh, you hit on the nice theory because I think it's the the films and the programmes you think will age badly actually they're alright but the things yeah. that you, they're, they're the things that you don't assume would age uh, they, they are horrible like, yeah, yeah. like Friends is a, a great example yeah, yeah. Uh, you think oh uh, this will never never date this yeah. Yeah, it's terrible uh, it looks awful yeah. now some of the stuff and the references and yeah. things like that so bad yeah. but I think it's the same with like different music as well so like I'm a massive Elvis Presley fan so obviously oh, I'm yeah. going to be biased but like I think Elvis in his jumpsuit if you ever watch any of his like Big white jumpsuit thing. Yeah. He has never aged. Like he's gonna be that image is gonna be timeless. But the people around him look horrendous. Yeah, like, we're like awful <laughs> yeah. glasses, awful mustaches. Yeah, oh, terrible mullets and comb overs and stuff. But Elvis himself looks immaculate. Yeah, but, I mean, carrying a few extra pounds, but he's like he still looks yeah. as everyone would picture Elvis Presley. Oh wow, like, yeah, that's a good point actually. Uh, to tap into that because uh, that's that's a cool. So how long have you been an Elvis Presley fan? Is it? I've like, always loved Elvis yeah. since I was a kid. I think he's awesome. 
I think he's the coolest man that's ever lived. He, like, I, I used to love him so much as a kid. My my granddad used to be like a massive Elvis fan. He used to have like loads of like memorabilia and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's super cool. As well. like, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, all tat. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing with Elvis though. Is it doesn't matter how yeah. expensive it is. It always looks shit. Yeah, like, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I aspire to in my comedy career. Like, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I think it's like uh, Elvis sold like a, a napkin with a bit of his sweat on for like uh, a ridiculous amount of money. And you know, imagine just I, I, imagine how much we'd have to pay someone for us to buy that from us. You know, I mean? like uh, like that's never going to happen to us. Or, <laughs> I'll rephrase that: it's never going to happen to me. I don't think so. Elvis Presley did try and sell. I don't think it was Elvis himself, but the the Elvis brand tried to sell a pair of his underpants, like wow. worn underpants, and they didn't sell. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that fan being like, do I want skin marks? I don't like blue suede shoes or brown stained skivvies. I don't know which one I want. That's, it's, imagine like if you if you were a uh, massive Elvis fan and uh, you really wanted this piece of memorabilia, but you have your partner and your, your children to think about. Just imagine coming home and framing some like some like underpants with a bit of a stain. Yeah. on Yeah. Oh god, that's not good. Yeah. I've never understood memorabilia like that. You know when you can buy like oh a lock of John Lennon's hair. And yeah. Why would anyone want that? It's just weird. What do you do with it as well? Yeah, like, you just keep it in a box somewhere. It's I, like. That's that's the thing with uh, collectors' uh, editions and like, stuff like that. Like, uh, I um, a lot of people. Uh, I I read quite a lot of books and I t- I've taken my bags. Um, uh, I, I always take a book with me and they oh, because it's been on the road and I'm, I'm flicking through it a lot. It gets a little bit of damage, but it like mm-hmm. I think that's the best kind of form of book because it means that it's been read. It's been mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, so when people have like these pristine collector's editions of all these different figures and stuff like that, like they're just in boxes. If you know, I don't know what yeah, they. Yeah, they've I, never been played with. Those, where's the value? Like people say it's really expensive, but I don't know where that value comes from. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah, uh, I, th- I think well, monetary value and sentimental value yeah. are two completely different things. Sentimental, there's no price on it, mm. whereas monetary is about immaculate condition, isn't it? Do you know yes, what I mean? You yeah. could have. You could have a car. Your first ever car mm. is going to be worth a million pounds, and you wouldn't swap it. But a Lamborghini has got a price on it. Yes, yeah. So, like, you go, oh, it's a Lamborghini. It's expensive. You go, yeah, but it's not worth yeah, near yeah. as much as my crappy Ford Ka yeah. or whatever it is. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Are you driving a Ford car in the moment? No, I'm not. I, I, yeah. I used to. Oh, I, used to yeah. I used to call it the Donald because <laughs> it was bright orange and caused me nothing but fucking problems. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Just cost me so much money yeah. all the time. Got a Vauxhall Corsa now. Vauxhall Corsa. The seat. A Corsa of Corsa. Uh, <laughs> so this is hilarious. This is the gold yes, that is coming uh, out. Of this. I'm going to scrap the rest of the podcast so far <laughs> until that moment because uh, that's the gold we're looking for, really. Okay. <laughs> I always like uh, in the last couple of months, I've been getting quite like very partridgey about stuff because like I don't really know anything about cars or anything like that but like uh, like the other day I had to stop myself because I was talking about miles per gallon and which roads I was going to take to a gig and it's like who am I and like I'm not uh, this is like I don't know who I am anymore like that's not a like uh, I've also yeah it's just I, I think if I'm 24 at the moment and I think I've changed a lot in the last like 10 years well in, even in the last 5 years I've changed a lot and I was just thinking the other day if like if the 14-year-old version of me saw me now, I'd be so disappointed in like, <laughs> everything I've done. If you know what I mean? Like, why, would, why would you be disappointed? Like, well, I think... I, maybe not disappointed, but very very shocked because uh, I've been vegan for two years now, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, that, that would be a surprise. Like, 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 but also, like, uh, it's... It's also a bit of a surprise because I, I don't look that vegan at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't got any of the health benefits yet. What do you use for milk, then? Uh, do you have vegan milk? Well, funny you should ask. I have, uh, I currently have soy milk in my fridge at the uh, moment. Oh, okay. Have, um, which is, well, there comes in a, 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 there's lots of different variations of it, but uh, okay. uh, I could, I usually get the uh, Alpro one, which, yeah. uh, and that also has good almond milk as well. Almond and, uh, milk's very uh, nice, yeah. Coconut milk as well. Coconut milk, I'm not a fan of coconut milk. Okay, yeah. well, um, it's not very good a cup of tea you don't like it oh yeah um, but uh, have you tried cashew milk that's very I nice. haven't but it sounds excellent yeah, so we'll, we'll try it now. well you know and maybe as a, a bit of a bonus to this podcast I'll make you a cup of co- I don't know like um, <laughs> I don't want to promise things I'm not going to deliver on uh, <laughs> I'm like 
like those bloody politicians and oh, that's oh, satire. Oh, <laughs> you're current. Yeah, I'm just I'm just so uh, up to date. Um, before we move on to our, uh, uh, I've got some questions. But before okay. we move on to that, like uh, I think we we opened a lot a lot of a um, lot of uh, kind of conversations on along that way. So. Uh, in terms of that, let's try and go back because I think there's some other interesting areas. Uh, for example, uh, alongside Elvis Presley, is there any other people that have influenced you as like a, as a child or a teenager or uh, any big figures in your life? Uh, I think Robin Williams. Yeah, my okay. favourite movie of all times, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. and I, I, I still like to find anybody yes. that thinks there's a better film out there than Mrs. Doubtfire um, to keep your Oscars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think I, I was born in 93 and mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire came out in 93. So, um, and I think the bit, because Mrs. Doubtfire was the first adulty film that I was allowed to watch. Yeah. Along with Caddyshack. That was the other one that I was allowed to oh, watch. Oh, yeah. And, um, but Mrs. Doubtfire, in the bit where Robin Williams' characters asked, do you have any special skills? Yeah. Well, yes, I do. I do voices. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean you do voices? And he does all these voices. And that part, I just went, right, that's what I want to do. Oh, So I'd want to do all the, all the impressions and stuff like that. And that, so, and I didn't realise that it was a thing until then. I, I like, I hadn't, watched comedy on TV because it was always on too late yeah. so like all stand up when I was a kid was on way past nine o'clock so when I was a kid I, I couldn't watch it and mm-hmm. like the internet didn't have the plethora of stuff that it had on now mm-hmm. so and this is this is still only like 15 years ago yes. well, I think I think people forget how much things have come on in the last 15 years and I know it's like sounds like oh too to twenty mid twenties, saying about the word, going, oh, do you remember when the yeah, yeah. It's not, and I'm not trying to do that at all. No. But it, it's, I didn't realise that you could just do voices and and that could be your job. Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me that things like Family Guy, the, the entire yeah, character yeah. base of Family Guy is about four people, yes. like, and that's the yeah. and the Simpsons is about six, yes, like, yeah. and you just. So you you just you don't comprehend that one person can go oh hello yes I'm Stuart Griffin hey hey there Stewie how you doing you yeah. just you don't yes, you yeah. don't picture that and um, I, I used to particularly love uh, Futurama and uh, yes. uh, in particular Billy West in terms of how he does all these different vo- voices and uh, and I, I I do have a thing of um, just uh, if I can hear uh, like. I like to put faces to voice artists, and like mm-hmm. so, if I hear a voice in like a video game, for example, I say, like, "Oh, yeah. I think I know where that is," and, and they turn out to be an American Morty episode or something. Like that. I like to connect the dots and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm always like really impressed with um, voice acting and stuff like that. And uh, so, you were inspired from like that moment in Mrs. Doubtfire to kind yeah. of do impressions as well. Mm-hmm. That was exactly it. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, after that moment, um, when did you start to kind of uh, building your own impressions? What was the first impression that you started to, to do? Well, I used to, like, like most people, they used to take the mickey out, like teachers and stuff. You used to do impressions of all the teachers in the school. You do impressions of people that were you, were you were around and things like that. But the first famous person was probably Tony Blair. Yeah. And then you because because he was the prime minister at the yeah. time, so it just made sense that everyone, everybody did a bit of. Tony yes. Blair, yeah. 32. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Great. Um, but then you, you just ended up developing all the way forward. And then that's when, once I started being interested in it, I was looking at what other impressionists were doing because I didn't I didn't know. So once you see what other impressionists are doing in terms of what impressions they're doing, everybody seems to do the same ones. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Unfortunately, now there's no real celebrities that you can pers- impersonate that is a new impression. Yeah. Because I remember I had to I had to go back to my school a few, probably about a year ago now, and talk to the kids about how all the drama students and stuff about how you can have a job. I'm a professional comedian. I don't have a proper job. Yeah. This is, this is what I do. Yeah. Um, and we had to talk about that. And then I stayed with the whole school all day and went through all the drama classes that were there for the whole day. I was helping them and they were going, oh, could you do, can you do these? But and people I've never heard of. I, went, I yeah. have absolutely no idea who you're on about. Yeah. But they're all YouTube stars. That's, that's so that's, that's where celebrities are now. Yeah, and um, I think I might talk about this on, a, on other podcasts, but um, uh, but I, I feel that a lot of, uh, yeah, there's, there, TV is being kind of, uh, is moving from like a, like a television platform to like a YouTube platform mm-hmm. now. Like a lot of uh, kids are, uh, yeah, instead of watching like the Saturday morning cartoons, they're watching uh, like YouTube stars doing yeah, yeah. their things. And, and because there's so much, 
like there's unlimited hours and uh, of content available at your fingertips now. Yeah. Like, you can literally find whatever floats your boat, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. not just cat videos anymore, is yeah, it? Which is like the, the stereotypical joke that people go for. It's like, oh, we're watching cat videos on YouTube. Like, well, the dog ones are funnier, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it, there's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, there's a lot of, like, uh, occasionally uh, people uh, uh, people flag up uh, that these YouTube stars do something wrong, like, um, yeah. and never know who they are, as you say, like, uh, like someone recently, not recently, but, like, a couple of months ago, like, uh, found, like, a dead Japanese person yeah, in the woods, and, yeah, and yeah. It, like, every time, like, some a big news story that, like that comes out, I have to go, okay, uh, that's a scandal, who's the person, if you know yes, what I mean, like, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, some yeah. backtracking, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I find it weird. Like in the modern, uh, in the modern world, there's a lot of like, uh, there's all these different references to things, and you, like I, I largely don't know what what of them are. I do try my best to kind of keep up to date with so much stuff. But like, uh, I remember like, like back at the, back in 2016 after Brexit and Trump, uh, a lot of people was like, oh, I need to, you know, um, yeah, there's a lot of fake news going around. So you need to just tra- check your source. Tra- Check your sources, so uh, make sure you're you're reading lots of articles from all 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 over the range. But it's like I don't have enough time to do that, you know. Mm, I barely yeah, have yeah. time to like watch the news. If you know what mm, I mean. So. Yeah, I'm too busy watching Netflix. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to keep up? <laughs> <laughs> I wish Netflix had like a breaking news option. So like uh, it, it'll just like it'll stop the stream and just tell you, oh, something's happening. It's like. I don't need to know I'm about all right. that. Oh, okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea though, you should pitch it to them. You should have a breaking news story on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not that committed to it, to be honest. Like, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, if anyone, any listeners listen to that, you can have it for free. You're welcome. <laughs> See, that's the goal we're going for. So. <laughs> I'm going to start off with some uh, generic questions. Okay. Um, this is one I always open with, but... I think we kind of covered it a little bit, but well, I want to hear what you think. Uh, how would you describe your act in three words? Perfectly adequate impressionist. Yes! Is, um... well, not, yes, I think you're perfectly. Um, the middle word is... Uh, uh, adequate. Uh, <laughs> I think you're more than that. Because, no, like, uh, perfectly fine impressionist. No. That what, that's what I think I am. Well, well that's, uh, if, that's fair enough for you to say. But, however, I would argue that... Um, like even the, so far on this podcast, you've uh, done some really great impressions and stuff like that. Uh, 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 I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, uh, but like, uh, uh, so uh, are there that many um, impressionists in the northeast? And uh, well, uh, off the top of my head, I can think of two. Obviously, uh, one's Danny Postel, who's based yes. in Hartlepool, yeah. very very nice guy, um, and then the other is Alfie Joey, of course, a total asshole. Yeah, Hor- yeah, like horrible never man. worked, <laughs> <laughs> never worked. Them, no. Alfie's an incredible man, really, really nice yes. man, and a fantastic impressionist, and incredibly funny, very, yeah. very funny. Yeah, and uh, obviously I've worked with um, both of you um, in, like, in gigs in Newcastle, and you're both very lovely guys as well. Uh, but uh, So how did you start to work with Alfie as well? I, well, I, I when I moved up, I've always had, wanted to be in a double act, mm-hmm. always have, I all, and I've always done impressions. And I always had this he- thing in the back of my head going, oh, what about the Mimic Men? I think the Mimic yeah. Men's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I said, because I just think it's a good good double act title. Like, yeah. It's like the two two Ronnies rolls off the tongue, or the, the Mimic Men rolls yeah, off the tongue. Yeah, it's definitely. like Mortem and Wise. It's the things that stick in your head, and all, all good double acts start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew Alfie from gigging a couple of times together and he was a really nice guy I knew he did some voices and I just kept pestering him really I just, <laughs> honestly because I, I just messaged with him saying I've got this idea do you want to meet up and it was for a one-off show at Jestival um, for with David Haddingham and Della Haddingham who mm-hmm. run the Jestival Comedy yeah. Festival lovely lovely people I said to them I've got this idea I said would you be happy doing this show and I haven't spoken to Alfie yet they said yeah just let us know I spoke to Alfie, he said, this is what I do. He said, do you fancy doing something together? It might be a bit different, might be a little bit interesting. And he was like, yeah, definitely. You know, you know what Alfie's yeah, like. Yeah. He's oh, great, yeah, brilliant, let's do it. Yeah. So that's, and that's what happened, really. And then we did, it's just carried on. And then Britain's Got Talent contacted us. They wanted us to go on the show. So we went down to London, did that, mm-hmm. did really well. And then got, um, we went on to Good Morning Britain with yes. Piers Morgan and Susanna Reid and... <laughs> How was that experience for you? Great, really, yeah. really good. And like, it was one of those things where you go down and you think, "Oh God, I'm going to meet Piers Morgan." You just go, "I want to hate you," but he's just a lovely, charming man. You yeah. Know? But but of course he is. Yeah. You know? yeah, like, yeah. If you've done all the hideous things, he must be able to charm somebody. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you have you, to be charming. You, you can't be a 
total cunt your whole life yeah, and like get to that position. <laughs> exactly. well, well, maybe, maybe you can, yeah, but like, yeah. Really, really nice guy. And we were even trying to do like a bit of digging backstage, just like <laughs> trying to talk to the maker. Was it, oh, is he an arsehole? Yeah. And they're like, no, he's lovely. He brings us, brings us flowers and stuff in. Yeah. And I bet he's got. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> give me something. You're like, do yeah. like murder a prostitute on the way here? Come on, give me something. You know? But no, he's a really nice guy, really, really pleasant, and really complimentary as well, and very, mm. very giving in in our what, in our interview. I've seen him be ruthless to people, but yeah. like, he's just really um, generous in the interview yeah. with us. So. After Good Morning uh, Britain, um, how uh, the whole Britain's Got Talent experience? Like uh, after you did the audition and the, the whole process of that. Mm-hmm. Um, were there like, um, did you have a lot, like a, a, a lot of fame or any backlash or uh, what was the effects of uh, going on that program and how it affected your life afterwards? Well, all it did was really boost the profile of me mm-hmm. and Alfie. And yeah. Like, Alfie gets recognised more than I do, but and that's down to Alfie on on the radio and stuff <coughs> of like course, that. Yeah. Um, and I very rarely get recognised, but if we're together, we'll get spotted more. Yeah. Just because I suppose you you would do you know what I mean yeah. because they're, they're the mimic men they're yeah. together you probably obviously yeah it's like a package as well, yeah right? exactly exactly so it, it just boosted our profile a little bit mm-hmm. um, we were we got to the point where we we could sell shows relatively well yeah with little effort yeah do you know? <laughs> and I don't mean that in like a lazy sense no, no, it was like a, you didn't have to worry about it we didn't have to worry about it as much as yeah. what we even then not worry about it but do you know what I'm trying to say mm. is that it, it made us a little bit more accessible more people knew who we were we appealed to a larger mm. audience and stuff like that and uh, do you um, it, like I'm not sure if it is like any such thing but did you are there any like, like Britain's Got Talent like mega fans like proper like uh, oh is, yeah, yeah. Like, are they proper into it like, yeah yeah there's some proper I want to say oddballs but yeah. they're not yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can cut anything out. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> there are some proper super fans that, yeah. like, there are people that will come up to me and Alfie and, and just start. Like, there are people that will just come up to you and just do an impression to you. And you just got, like, no hello, no nothing. There was a guy that just went uh, came up to me and Alfie a couple of weeks ago at a gig in Wickham. He just went. He goes, I do an impression. We went, all right. And we're always happy to listen yeah. to other. It was like, oh, go on. Then he goes, can't do it here. <laughs> We're like, what? He goes, we need to go outside. He went outside and he just started going, I am a Dalek! And like, just shouting, so, like, and it was fantastic. It was such a good impression. <laughs> but, like, it was so loud. And he was just shouting at us. Though. And then he said, I'll oh, come, come and meet my friends because they knew Alfie from the radio and stuff. Yeah. And Alfie goes, that impression's great. He goes, could you read the football results? Like, well, I'll call you up and we'll read the football results <laughs> on the radio. And he was like, Manchester United won! It's just, stop shouting, football team. We haven't, like, just... <laughs> Just call us up and he goes, what? He goes, what number do I need to call? And he goes, well, he's just stopped shouting at us. Like, we're, just in a, we're in a pub with like 200 people in there. He's just screaming a Dalek voice at him. And his, all his friends are just sat there as if it's normal. Yeah. He's going, God, what is going on? Oh, Dave, what's he like yeah. shouting Dalek? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, so uh, what, uh, when people come up to you and do impressions, what impressions have they done to you? Just... Because I, well, I love how people, like, especially with famous people, have this context in their head that, um, but they don't relate it to the person they're about to speak to. So yeah. So they already, like, they just assume that they're going to do an impression at you. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not as bad as when someone wants to tell you a joke, which, oh, man, which yeah. is, or it never ends well. Um, <laughs> But the the impressions are always of an age as well. Yeah. So there'll always be a bloke that'll come up to you and go, Oh, Betty! Yeah. And you go, Oh, right, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Like, with what do you that? want me to do <laughs> with that? You know, and, uh, and there's some people that like to do Peter Dixon, the X Factor guy, but yeah. again, it is just shouting at you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So they'll just. Look, people would just walk up to us and go, The Mimic Man! Yeah. And you go, Hello. <laughs> what, what do you want me to do? I'm I trying to enjoy my dinner. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can only really like sit there, smile and laugh. And you just... Yeah. But then the dangerous ones are the ones that start talking to you normally and go, I do an impression. And you go, oh, and you go, oh yeah. all right, I just spoke oh. to you for five minutes out of pleasantries. Yeah. What, do you, what is it? And it's, I don't know, some... Horrific paedophile, oh, yeah, or yeah. Like and they're doing the go, it's good, isn't it? And you go, yeah, you can't do it though, yeah. you can't stop doing it. <laughs> you nailed the Fritz summon, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you get really spot on. Man. Tell you what, that yeah. is a fantastic impersonation, <laughs> but it's a shame you can never do it. And please stop doing it now. But I, I always find that, um, like when people uh, ask for a gig, someone go, Oh, I've got a joke, and 
it's always racist. It's, it's always going to be <laughs> racist. Yeah, it's like it's like oh um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, uh, I especially because I live in um, I do some part time work in uh, in uh, in Yorkshire and mm-hmm. um, for like a CCTV camera room, um, I only there like, like once or twice a month uh, and it pays uh, most of my bills. Uh, the thing is, um, it's a building site, and essentially I'm working with a lot of uh, people walking the roads and right. a lot of working class people there and. They are pretty racist with their jokes. <laughs> they, 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 the thing is, and also like, there's there's one lady that works there, and um, all like, all, like, uh, all the guys are just uh, very when speaking to me are very normal. As soon as I speak to her, they're like, well, oh, Donald, time to do get off. It's like, why do you have to do that? <laughs> it's like at least float with me because at least I, you know, I appreciate it a lot more, you know. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Um, anyway, I've got some more uh, uh, podcast questions. Okay. Uh, um, okay, so um, what is the worst gig that you've ever done? Uh, Jonglers Birmingham. Okay, what happened? Terrible, just a hideous. I hate, it still gives me nightmares. Yeah. Still the worst gig I've ever done in my entire life. It yeah. was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And it was partly my fault and partly the audience's yeah. fault. <laughs> That's always a worst concoction, isn't it? <laughs> I would have been far happier if it was all my fault yeah, or all yeah. their fault, but it was... There were failures on both parts. So it was well, just hideous. It was an old jonglers gig um, at the Oceana Club, and they, they well, before jonglers went under, they, yeah. they'd moved it from there. But it was just awful. It was just a nightclub with a, a, a shoddy stage. Yeah, and I walked on, and it it was just ten minutes of silence. People were just not. Yeah. Listening to me at all. And I was I was still relatively new as well. I'd still been going just about a year and it would it I did not have the skill set or yeah. to tackle it in any way. And I just had my ten minutes, that's all I had. Mm-hmm. So I just there was nothing I could do in the situation where you just go I yeah, it, it, it was just <laughs> awful, hideous yeah, awful. There was a guy that just uh that got up in the middle of my set and I went, and I just looked at him, and he went, "I'm gonna get some more crisps, mate, because you're shite." <laughs> I thought, excellent. This is this is just what I need. <laughs> and that got a bigger laugh than anything. Yeah, I said. yeah. Like it's so annoying when the audience gets a bigger laugh than you. It's like, oh, that's like murder, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, but as a, as a general um, uh, as a general question, like um, in terms of doing uh, stand up. Uh, how do you fit your impressions around that stand-up? Uh, did you always wanted to do stand-up uh, comedy, or were you always an impressionist that learned to do the comedy on the side, or is it intrinsically intertwined? I always did. My first ever gig, I just did stand-up. I didn't do any voices at all. Mm-hmm. And that was in Warrington in January yeah. 2011. Okay. Um, and I did, it was, um, yeah, I just did stand-up, and I wasn't very good. You must have been quite young at that time, right? Yeah, I was 17. 17, I wasn't, that's great. It wasn't very good, but then I had a, the week after, I went, do you know what, I'm just going to do some impressions. Yeah. And I was doing different comedians and different voiceovers mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, it, was, it was still just very very basic stuff, and I wrote a little sketch about like Michael McIntyre hosting a, a show with mm-hmm. Team Scotland and Team Wales, and on Team Scotland had Billy Connolly and Kevin Bridges. Wales had... Rod Gilbert and Rob Brydon so yeah. I just linked all those in together mm-hmm. and people were just people found it so much better and even though it was just my second gig I just went yeah I, I'm not doing stand up again this is what I'm doing this yeah. is I prefer this Yeah, I enjoy doing it more and the audience seemed to enjoy it more and it was probably a little bit of naivety as well I just went well I'm never doing stand up yeah, yeah. this is what I'm doing now so and now I think it's it's really it's quite intense for people to watch impressions for 20 minutes. Yeah. In the same way that it's intense for someone to watch 20 minutes of one-liners. Yeah, of it's, course, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Very, it's very intense and very, very um, tiresome for an audience. So I started writing bits of stand-up and then fitting in impressions. I mean, so I'd say I'm probably about two-thirds impressions, a third yeah. stand-up now in set. Because I remember uh, we did a gig at Brighouse so about... About a year and a half ago-ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, I remember seeing you there. I think that's the first time I saw you do like a like a, an actual paying gig, uh, yes. as opposed to like a long-lived comedy, <laughs> and, uh, which is always a different vibe. <laughs> uh, but um, I remember just how like sleek you were because you have 
obviously you had these impressions were which were your uh, A's, B's, and C's. So like you were going from point to point, but that it was so sleek in between. If you know what I mean, it was like you were so at ease on stage, and it was like wonderful to see you kind of like. Um, we know you were going to do impressions, but like the way you handled yourself in between was like the patter was delicious. If you know what I mean. Oh, it's like, really yeah, kind of you. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I think that's um. So uh, I as as a fan of stand up, I was oh, interested to see uh, how much uh, uh, how that was developed over time as well. So, uh, yeah. So uh, do do you ever were you would you ever be interested in doing like a like a show which didn't have any impressions whatsoever, or is that always? I would, be... I would never rule it out yeah. completely. I did. I did an Elvis Presley show. Mm. Um, how was last, that? Last yeah, last year I did an Elvis Presley show, and that was just about me talking about my life and then playing Elvis Presley videos and yeah. like showing, oh, this is the song that this sort of thing. And there were no impressions in there apart from me doing Elvis. Yeah, you know? and that yeah. was the only impression I did. So I suppose in, in a way I've kind of done an hour without doing an impression. Yeah. Um, but but even so, I I think the problem is is that. I enjoy doing impressions so much. Yeah. And I think they're so much fun. It's what I do. I know it sounds like it's what I do, that, you know. But, <laughs> but it is, and I I prefer learning to do an impression of somebody mm. and then writing jokes for that impression. Yeah. Rather than just writing jokes. Yeah. Because what it allows me to do is write in different styles as well. Okay. So if I was going to do Jimmy Carr, <laughs> I'm not going to start doing Michael McIntyre-esque material. Yes. You know, so, whereas Michael, he's not going to start doing one-liners. Yes. It's just not going to happen. So it it allows me to write in, in different ways. And if I want to do a story, I can do a, a long story as Billy Connolly or as John Bishop. Like, yeah. It's just... It, 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 I think it's... What it does is allows me to do several different styles within one show. Mm-hmm. Which you couldn't normally do. Yes, and uh, that's actually really delightful. So you're like a one-man variety, actually. <laughs> and uh, that's it's really cool. I'm a poor man's palladium. <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs> that's a great title. <laughs> poor man's palladium. <laughs> and uh, you recently did uh, like a, a, a sh- um, your palladium show at the South Shield soon. Uh, I did, house. yeah. To, that- tonight, the, tonight at the London Palladium. Yeah. And uh, and uh, how did that go, man? It was good. It was good. I, I, I kicked myself once I decided the show title. I should have called it Tonight at the Caladium. Yeah. I should have. <laughs> I, there's nothing you can do there. Yeah. It was good. It was just because I wanted to do a load of different things. So I, I did sword swallowing and things like that. And okay. Yeah, yeah. So I just just stupidity, really. Yeah. And it was, but then it was also mixed in with impressions and stuff. Basically, what I wanted to do was um, a one-man variety show mm-hmm. as... Um, basically do London, the London Palladium tonight the London Palladium but by myself mm-hmm. obviously I've dragged Alfie in because of course I'm going to drag Alfie in you know? and Lee, <laughs> yeah. Car- Lee Carr very kindly came down to yeah. do a spot as well and he also promoted his show yeah. that he's got yeah. on there in a couple of weeks time as well well a couple of months time yeah. now but yeah, yeah so. that's cool man and um, uh, so we've talked about the worst gig um, yeah. what's the strangest heckle you've ever had or um, it is, you can open it up to uh, a heckle you've seen someone have. Yeah. Okay, it could it could be that I'm going to go get some more crisps because you're uh, yeah. It could <laughs> yeah. be that one. That one was weird. I'm trying to think of a weird heckle, actually. Oh, yeah. It was uh, a digestible. Mm-hmm. And the first year it was here, Dave and Della very, very kindly gave me a show um, before I, I was ready. Um, but they were very, very kind and courteous for it. And um, I had a guy just walk in at about 40 minutes where in your first hour that is where you're struggling yes, you go, yeah. I have got nothing else yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing let's start talking to the audience and I spoke to a couple of people I should have done this at the start yeah, but yeah. then you go well no you're just excited to get your hours hour inverted commas out as quickly as possible yeah near 40 minutes and some bloke just went I'm new and I went I'm sorry he goes uh, hello I'm new and I went you're new he goes yes yes I'm new and I went new to the have you just come in he goes no I've been here from the start but I'm new and I was like is this guy like what is going on here yeah. is, is there is he like has yeah. he got, is there something wrong with it yeah. in which case I don't want to humiliate him yes yeah is he being a dick in which case Should I that, will humiliate yeah, yeah. him <laughs> but it was so it was so difficult and I could see the whole audience just going like what <laughs> 
the hell is he on? What? And he just went, I'm new, I'm new. And I went, oh, what? Well, I said, what do you mean you're new? And he said, he goes, oh, I've just come to Newcastle. And I was like, oh, so you're new to Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. And he went, he goes, he goes yes, yes, I am. So whereabouts are you from? And he went, uh, I'm from London. And he had a thick African accent. And I was like, okay, is he... You know how if you meet people that are from another country, they yeah. will say somewhere yeah. else just because there are so many bigots out there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all oh, right, London. So whereabouts in London? And he goes, uh, but then before then, I was like, I'm having like I'm interviewing this man. I felt like Piers Morgan's life story. Chatting <laughs> this bloke. I was thinking, what the hell's going on here? He goes, yeah, but before that, I was in Brighton for a bit, and I went right. And then before that, I came from Zimbabwe. I went. Ah, so you're from Zimbabwe? He goes, not originally. <laughs> and got, oh, for God's sake, this is originally, just a, originally yeah. I'm from Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. So it was just so it went on and on, and fortunately, it made it to an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep on talking, yeah, my keep friend. Keep talking because I've got nothing else. <laughs> That's strange, man. I knew, but like, um, I remember um, it's it's a kind of an odd thing when you have that kind of person this the person who's like oh i'm new the, the who you're not sure what the deal is mm. and i remember i did a i was doing i was hosting a show in canterbury uh at the back end of last year and uh there's a guy sat in the front row uh called kim he's this kind of old guy and he was sat in the front row by himself mm-hmm. and he was he was getting into the show in in the in the, in the way that he uh he was kind of chatting a lot to the the act. So he was chatting a lot to me. Right. But he was kind of some odd stuff, if you know what I mean. Okay. And, and like I kind of I kind of like didn't put him down too harshly or anything like that. So just very lightfully kind of put him down. But in in a way to kind of be like, okay, thank you for your input. We're going to move on now. But uh, like during the acts, he just sat in the front row, started reading like poetry like uh, so, what, out loud uh, well not out loud but just right, sat, okay. sat there in the front row reading uh, like a book and I found out afterwards it was his own poetry book as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant like, imagine like being so disinterested in the, the something that's happened right in front of you and just like no my own work's better thank you very much that's funny and that is really funny it turns out that uh, he was, I don't think he was all that uh, right, so okay. so I'm kind of glad I didn't do anything but yeah yeah just, exactly in that case it was probably the best the best thing I had to do in that case which I did was just kind of ignore him from like not, not make him not part of the show but very much just kind of yeah you don't want to come down too harshly on him if yeah. you know what I mean so what's the biggest mistake you made on stage before um, going in too harshly to a heckler okay I, or people talking yes and I, I don't swear very much in, in my set I'm not a, I'm not a huge swearer I do swear but Nothing much, and it's something I learned from Alfie Joey. Actually, Al- Alfie was very good about it. He mm. said, "Because you need to, you shouldn't swear on stage." Was, some people's acts allude to, yeah, yeah it works that way. He goes, but yours doesn't. He goes, "You're an impressionist. You're a variety act. You don't, you don't swear. Okay. Goes, you can swear as people." Yeah. As Alfie said to me, in fact, it's interesting. Alfie said to me, he cannot swear on stage. People don't like him swearing. Yeah. But when he does, someone like Joe Pesci, yeah, he can swear. Yeah. Get away with it. That's so and it's it's a really weird thing. He is so because a lot of the time, if Alfie has a heckler, he'll put them down as Joe Pesci, like "fuck you, fuck you" by a boom, by a motherfucking big, and all that, and he can get away with it. But yeah, and I think I'm not so much like that. Yeah, but there are times where I, I've gone in far too aggressively to somebody yeah. who, is, who is just genuinely chatting not being an arsehole yes. about it yeah. sometimes people who are talking all the way through the night need it but someone that's just like, it could be one one little mm. line they're going oh that's like John you go, yeah, and that's yeah. all it is and I yeah. just go what the fuck and then you yeah. just go oh yeah, you've, just, you've just come across and then as a dick then there's you, no need you lose the crowd so fast as well because like, uh, yeah, yeah. by and large the crowd's on your side but as soon as like you start the transgression like, the people are like no you're, you're being a dick here yeah yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah yeah but, so uh, that, that's, that's probably the worst thing I've ever done on stage I did some uh, kind of research earlier today. Um, oh dear. Uh, not, not a lot of research, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so I've got some personal questions for you. However, I uh, I like I also um, I was trying to think of some brand new questions, and I thought okay. uh, I, I'm going to try this out for the first time, right? But I uh, I kind of before I came up, I um, 
I search for uh, some deep philosophical questions, kind of like get the ball rolling and some conversations, right? right? And uh, I found this website with 65 deep philosophical questions, and okay. I'm, I'm just going to read you out a couple, so you see what you your uh, and you know, uh, I want to see what you think of it. Okay, okay. Uh, is it worse to fail at something or never attempt it in the first place? Never attempt it. I think that's that's far think, worse. That's, that's good. I don't want any uh, elaborate. I just want an answer. Just All right, yeah, it's definitely worse never to attempt it. What is the truth? Uh, I don't know. It, it depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> Does nature shape our personality or nurture? I think it's a bit of both. What is reality? Uh... I t- oh. I t- I t- one thing on that though Jerry Seinfeld watched something with Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. and I think it was a comedian in Cars Making Coffee and he made a point about reality mm-hmm. which was absolutely I went that is bang on yeah. and he said he goes do you know what the difference between reality and fiction is he goes fiction makes sense yeah isn't that a great quote that's, that's like, awesome yeah. isn't it how good's that I, I, uh, I think I've heard that quote somewhere but it, it make, I've, it's one of those quotes actually in my head right it um, it uh, I'm not sure if you have this, but like sometimes it just uh, uh, certain lines just ring through my head sometimes. So like, and that's when the lines are just like uh, just flicks through my head. Like sometimes with comedy, I have a line. Someone says something. It's not even a punchline, just something that just that I remember in my subconscious. If you yeah, know. yeah. Um, I think I'll leave the deep philosophical questions because uh, <laughs> like like I just thought it might be funny because like there were some really weird ones. For example, do aliens exist? Like. I don't think so. <laughs> this is my favourite one. Be, I don't know. There's, there's a couple of good ones. Uh, for example, what is the best moral system? Yeah. yeah I, I, that, that's, but the issue with these questions, that, that's, that's the response, isn't yeah. it? Like, there's, no, there's no response, <laughs> yeah, is there? There's no way of doing that, yeah. Is it easier to love or be loved? I think it's easier to love. Good. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. I do. Do you? Do you? I think it's easier to love. I um, to us. I hadn't really thought about the question. Um, I think. Yeah. I think it's easier to love because like, I think. Well, I think it might be a personal decision, but I think for me personally, I think it's. Uh, I, I, I'm very. I'm very giving as a person. It, not, not that sounds like a humble brag, but like in the fact that like uh, mm. I'm. I'm very much like I'm, I always want to give give myself to everyone, yeah. but I think I take a lot bit more time to to be loved. If you know what I mean. So in that yeah. respect, I think it's easier to do that. I think it. I think it also links to I, this is such an arrogant thing to say, but I can't deal with compliments. Yeah. Like so, if, if I have a good gig, people come up to me, and go, oh, "That was fantastic." I'm just like, oh, thank, you. "Thank you." Now go away. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can't. I just can't take it because I would rather some. I could probably take something that was fucking awful far easier than yeah. I could someone going oh it was fantastic you just go it's fine it was yeah. good it was fine do you know it wasn't like a- you always sound ple- like not, not I don't mean necessarily you but like I was like you always oh it's, it's, it wasn't as good as it, like, it usually is or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. always downplay it but like you know it's what we do um you know, we're not heroic or anything like that, but like it's uh, people are always in uh, uh, in admiration of us. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I think what my concern is, I don't want to come across as arrogant, and that's why if someone came up and said he goes, "Oh, that was really good," I obviously you're not going to go, "I know," like, you can't say it. But then I don't want to go, "Oh, thank you, that's really kind of you," and people go, "All oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah. smug ass." Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want that yeah. because I don't think I am that way. But like, yeah, I think if someone did come up to you and say, "Oh, that was really good," I don't think uh, if you went, "Oh, thank you," I don't think they'll be like, "Oh, you're an ass." Oh, no, 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 I yeah, 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 I know, but yeah. I know what you mean. Though, like, In my yeah. head, I'm going, "Don't be a dick, don't be a dick," because yeah, you don't want to come across. Like yeah, that. Uh, but I think uh, in general, though, I think uh, yeah, I, I don't think. Um, uh, you never come across as a dick to me, so uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's any consolation. But like, <laughs> um, okay, uh, uh, I'm going to try. And, uh, I'm going to go back to regular questions now because uh, okay. uh, um, that was an interesting experiment. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep it in. But like, uh, um, uh, what impression have you uh, have you personally loved, but audience have never taken a shine to? Ah, oh, that's that's an interesting one. I, I've always enjoyed doing Alan Carr. Oh yeah, I've always enjoyed doing Alan Carr. I think his voice is very good. I think it's, I think it's really fun to do. But 
most people just don't enjoy the impression itself. Yeah. So, like, Alan will talk like that. It's a little yeah. bit quivery and he's a bit camp and a bit, he's a lot camp. But yeah. it, people just kind of sit there and go, oh. Uh, but you you obviously do the alphabet of uh, impressions, and he's obviously at the very start. Uh, I think it is a funny one. How I think people, uh, if you're if that's the first one you do, it's kind of the one that breaks you into it. If you know what I mean, like, yeah. like you're about to see some impressions. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So yeah, but yeah, well you know it's um, I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, <laughs> I, essentially, what this uh, sin view is is. Fuck everyone else. I, I like you, Cam. <laughs> I like you. Yeah, you're, you're not bad. Yeah, you're a canny lad. Um, and if you could flat share with three comedians, any three comedians, mm-hmm. dead or alive, okay. in Edinburgh for a whole month, yep. who would they be? Three comedians. Yeah. Um, it would be Billy Connolly, Robin Williams, and Alfie Joey. Wow, that's lovely. Uh, it's, uh, so, uh, why Billy Connolly? Uh, just because I think he's... He's phenomenal. I think he's absolutely incredible. I find him hilarious mm-hmm. on stage. He was one of my favourite comedians and still is the best comedian I've ever seen live. Wow. Like, it's hands down. I was hol- holding my stomach. Like Even some of the best comedians on the circuit that I've seen, there have been times where I've looked at my watch and gone, all right, okay, that's, yeah, yeah. that's good. I remember going to see him it was a fair few years ago now. I was in Landudno in North Wales. He walked on at half past eight. It was the man tour that I went to go see. He was walked on at half past eight, no support, no interval, didn't come off till 20 past 11. And there wasn't a single moment where I looked at my watch. Oh my God. There wasn't a single moment where I thought I need a drink, a single moment where I thought I need to go for a piss. Not a sit there. There wasn't a split second where I thought oh my God. I was just fixated on him constantly. It's just incredible. Robin Williams for the Mrs. Doubtfire yes. thing, and then Alfie just because I love Alfie. I think yeah. it's fantastic. It's very sweet that you said Alfie as well. Because <laughs> he's going to listen to this, and he's going uh, to be very... The, the things you've said about him off, off the podcast. Oh, oh God. God. Uh, Don't get me started on yeah. it. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, what is the worst advice you've heard someone... Uh, I have a give you about comedy or someone that you've um, what's the worst advice you've heard like, um, given about comedy uh, I, <laughs> I did a gig in a holiday park about three years ago and it was ter- Morpeth Holiday Park oh, for those of you listening yes um, terrible terrible place <laughs> where holidays are born oh, it was awful and I went there and I, I had a perfectly fine gig it was nothing to write home about perfectly adequate it was a perfectly adequate gig it was nothing that I was going to be proud of nothing I was going to be disappointed of I walked in did my set and I left and uh, the guy outside said oh this bloke came up to me and goes oh you need to uh, you need to do some of that Peter Keir stuff you know and I went oh you can't really can't really like Nick his, just do his stuff and he goes oh well they all do it you know they all do it he goes it's where you start out and I went no it's not yeah it's not so he goes oh well I would and I went yeah that's why you holiday in more yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah like I, people have such a um, a, a, a kind of a degree of self entitlement for like oh this is where you're going wrong it's like what are you doing yeah, with your life what you? a caravan in more with him I'm not going to say yeah that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. there's nothing wrong with Morpeth, yeah. Can, but like, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I know where I'd rather go on holiday. <laughs> Zimbabwe, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, not originally. Yeah, yeah. I'd go somewhere else. We uh, we are coming close to about an hour now. But, oh, I'm sorry. Um, don't apologise. No, I'm waffling on rubbish. Well, no, actually, if anyone, if anyone's waffling, it's definitely me. But like, uh, <laughs> like just trying to, you know, uh, it, it's got to the forty-minute mark. We're trying to pad it out. Yeah, so okay. uh, uh, that's a callback. Uh, but um, <laughs> on this podcast, what we'd like to do is like to do a live uh, autograph signing in our book because uh, okay. like a lot of people tune in because uh, they want to hear like. Not necessarily about your life or me interviewing you. They want to hear you doing a live signature. If that's okay. okay. So are you, of course. Are you happy to do, you've got yeah. your own page there. Oh, yeah. You're next okay. to Tien and Duyeb. Oh, lovely stuff. Do you want me to write it to you, Matt? Uh, you don't have to, but you're welcome to. Hey, I will. Because Thank do you, you know what? If you, a little bit of advice for you uh, little celebrity hunters out there. If you write it to someone, completely devalues it so they can't <laughs> I'll use it.
There you go. There we go. That's the money shot. Thank you. All yours there. Thank you. It says, to Matt, great to meet you. Uh, thank you. I, uh, <laughs> I feel so honoured. Like, it's the only time I've got bashful afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> who else have you got? Uh, who else have you got? So, other guests on the podcast, uh, we've had uh, Sean McLaughlin, Alistair Beckett King, uh, Neil Harris and Julie Grady Thomas on an episode I haven't released because the audio is quite bad but uh, ah. uh, with Archie Maddox um, Matt Green Sammy Dobson oh she, she puts you are better than horses uh, oh that's which, nice that's, of her that's, that's a, really nice it, it's, I needed it you know uh, uh, and Tina and Dewey and uh, yeah uh, and, and, and your name because uh, I started doing it. yeah that. oh that's your name oh god <laughs> I'm calling you Hal Calvert for the whole <laughs> There have been a lot of times where Hal Branson, the comedian Hal Branson, gets tagged in things that I'm in, and I get tagged in things for his. Really? Hal and Cal yes. and stuff like that. So. Well, although they are similar in terms of, like, like, just apart from one letter, it's like it's quite an odd thing, because you're very disparate acts, you know? I mean, like, it's, it's very, very odd. Um, so, uh, also, um, I wanted to chat briefly uh, about your podcast, which you started uh, last year, which is called Let's Talk. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, when did you start the podcast, and what was the inspiration for starting it as well? Um, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I'm very lazy. <laughs> um, I'm very, very lazy. So, that's why I haven't released anything in about a year. Yeah. Um, and also, I had a lot of trouble with bad sound quality and yeah. things like that. I had a lot of feedback on it, and it was... It was, I think, it was one of those things that, as we were saying earlier, is it better to try and fail at something or not try something at all? And I think I would have kicked myself if I never did it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping to re-release another one as well with a different yeah. format called the Two Night Show. Sorry, oh, yes, Calvin. yes, excellent work. There we go. Uh, but, uh, well done. Um, but I've always wanted to do an interview podcast. Always have, just because I'm nosy. And yeah. I, like to, uh, I like to know about people's lives. And I've had some great guests on there. And yeah. stuff. I had like, yeah. Kirsten O'Brien from Smart. I had Julio Arc. I had Alfie Joey was the first yes, one. Yes, I, I actually listened to that today. And, uh, yeah. and it was, again, it was like, um, I think you have a real knack for kind of, uh, you say nosy, but I think, I don't know, you have that kind of like, Warmth, curiosity, if you know, which is nosy, I suppose. But like, uh, yeah, that's what it is. It's just uh, me being nosy. That's I just, what it is. I just uh, PR'd it a bit, if you know. <laughs> uh, so I think I think I will be redoing my podcast. Okay. It probably it will be very similar to Let's Talk, but probably rebranded so, with a different logo and, and <laughs> just just. A bit slicker. Now I've done it a fair amount of times. I know what I'm doing now. So well, I think that's a really important thing for podcasts. When you first start out, there's a lot of issues uh, that you have to kind of work with. Uh, but I think, you, like in comedy, you learn by doing, really. Yeah, and, of course. Um, it, and again, it's one of those things which, it, it, again, like comedy, it's very much uh, you have to learn by doing it in, in. You have to put it out there, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, you have to go in front of an audience and do it. And uh, with this, you have to put it out into the real world. Like the bro- you have to broadcast it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there are mistakes. Uh, but I think the. Uh, the best thing about podcasts is if, if people are a fan of your work, they can listen back to the old stuff and see how you improve over time and how yeah. it, it gets tighter as well. So it's like a it's like a, a narrative, like a, uh, it's like a journey as well. So mm-hmm. it's nice. Uh, I think what what I also did was that I was really appreciative of all the guests that I had on. So for obvious reasons, I started with Alfie. Yeah. It just made sense to start with your double app. Yes, so I did that. And then I had I had Sammy Dobson on. I had Lee Kyle. Yeah. Um, I, I made it a real point of not interviewing comedians, mm. but I interviewed people that probably dabbled in comedy, yeah. but that's not their main thing. So yeah. I spoke to Alfie about his time as a broadcaster and time as a priest. I mm-hmm. spoke to Sammy about being an actress. I spoke yeah. to Lee about being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I spoke to India Willoughby, who was on um, yes, big uh, The Big Brother, about her route from radio to journalism, Colin Briggs about being on the radio, Ben Crompton about his acting jobs, yes. but not just Game of Thrones. Yeah. All about the stuff with stage stuff that he doesn't do anymore, but he yeah. wants it. And it's just Ray Laidlaw from Lindisfarne about how Lindisfarne came up, Julio Arca, where he came from uh, Argentina and played for rubbish clubs in Argentina, but his fantastic player came over to Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Why did he go to Middlesbrough? Why, do you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like just small things like that, which I think. But my, I think I I am interested in them, but I think the quality 
of each podcast, and it's got nothing to do with the guest. It was down to a number of factors, down to um, sound qualities, mm-hmm. um, location of where we were recording it, yeah. microphones that were just easier or got damaged over time and stuff. It just became so inconsistent mm-hmm. that it was easier to pull the plug yeah. and just go, right, okay, there's no reason why I can't go back to the ones and rehash them and yeah. re-release them all again. But it, it's just... It, it became so inconsistent. I almost, I almost became embarrassed doing it. Yeah, um, I, I think in, in, at the time of recording this, I, uh, I started a, a new project called Myths, which is me and my friend Dan. Uh, we're doing a podcast, and uh, uh, we, we record just uh, talking about ancient uh, myths and stuff. It's, it's something I've, I'm genuinely very proud of, and it's the first thing I've done where. Like, I know it's funny. I know it's funny. Like I yeah. don't need any other validation. I know it's good. Um, uh, to be very frank about this podcast, it's a, uh, it's it's always been a bit of a side project. If you know, it's been like a little pet project, which I do love. Um, there are, if I were to listen back to it, uh, there are some moments where you know, as a producer, is there some things which um, shouldn't have probably been aired. But in, I've. But I think, as I said earlier, it's part of that journey. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's like um, you you have to be willing to make those mistakes before for yeah. you to learn from them as well. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so, though there are moments in which you know, and in this podcast, it, there's um, th- there are things I probably could have done better. I do think that it, you know um, you you can't do everything in the same mm-hmm. way. and uh, and you know what? It's um, it's still at the very basic at the very base of it. It's very. It's, it's still interesting, if you know what I mean. Of the course, content yeah. is still good, if yeah. you know what I mean. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, I, I think it's um, important to uh, know where, 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 you know, where, where you're pot- uh, how you grow as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, so we are kind of getting to the end of this uh, 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 podcast. Uh, thank okay. you, thank you for coming on, man. No, my it's, pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to uh, uh, chat to you, uh, and because usually whenever we see each other, it's. Um, in the back of a darkened room uh, at Long Live Comedy, which is, uh, <laughs> do you like? I'm, that? I'm glad you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely Long Live Comedy, and not just in a dark room. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a weekly meet. You know, we uh, <laughs> we just scream into the night. Uh, it's really, it's really romantic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll finish up uh, with a final question. Uh, uh, where can people find you on, uh, before that, uh, where can people find you on social media, uh, etc.? Social media, uh, on Facebook, Cal the Mimic Man. Yes. Um, and you can see all sorts of videos and stuff I put on there. YouTube, Cal Halbert. Twitter, at Cal Halbert. Yes. Instagram, Cal the Mimic Man. Yes. Uh, I also, um, I remember, you, you haven't done that many, from my recollection, but you used to do some like prank videos as well, which were Dicks, really, yeah. really funny, man. Like, Thank uh, you. Like, uh, yeah, there's some uh, really good moments from there. Uh, so do check those out as well. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I wanted to finish by asking uh, the age-old question on this podcast. Um, has comedy improved or worsened your life? Improved. Hands down. It's an escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it. And... I think it's the only thing I've ever been proud of in my life is I'm now a professional comedian. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's the only thing I've ever been proud of. So, um, uh, well, that's a, that's a big statement to make, Matt. Uh, so, it, is there anything else, that, uh, so there's literally nothing else that you've done where you've really had the same thrill and excitement as, um, and pride? As uh, a- well, I used to play tennis a lot and I played to a relatively high level mm-hmm. and, I, and I was gutted I injured my knee and stuff and I couldn't play anymore and I was gutted when I stopped playing tennis but I think comedy the the, the thrill I get from comedy is ten times better mm-hmm. than winning a match at tennis yeah it's just like hands down the even if you have a bad one the the, the emotion that you get from having a great one and having a, a bad one are both entirely different feelings but still at the same consistency of intense in, intensity sorry yeah well I think that's a, a really lovely answer and um, as you say like winning like it is a bit like a match as well because like sometimes like, you are like batting balls back and forth you know what I mean like uh, <laughs> alright uh, just because I'm homosexual yeah. <laughs> uh, no need there's no need for that <laughs> let's, let's end on a very homophobic <laughs> slur yeah <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast man thank you man thank you That was a podcast. Thank you so much, Cal, for uh, coming to the podcast. It was a really uh, 
it was a pleasure to have you on, and you're, uh, I really enjoyed it as well. Also, uh, a thank you to the stand at Newcastle for having us, um, uh, uh, allow- allowing us to uh, record there as well. Um, they uh, are very nice to me, so thank you. And yeah, so uh, I'm not going to dally on too much. I really haven't got that much to say. Uh, I've been really busy uh, at the moment. I've um, I've been all over. Uh, I've been to Glasgow, been to uh, Nottingham. Uh, I've uh, yeah done lots of lots of gigs recently, which is good. Uh, and I'm currently writing a show for um, for Cambridge Fringe and also Hastings Fringe. Uh, and I've got a preview on the 30th of April. So if you listen to this in the first week and you are in Canterbury uh, and you want to come along to the Jolly Sailor at about half seven, uh, I'm doing a preview with the amazing Adele Cliff, and we're going to be doing a, a lot of new stuff there. There's a high chance it will be terrible. However, it's free, so you know. Pick your battles. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you are new to this, I recommend you check out the back catalogue uh, as we have some really cool guests. And if you do like this, please review us on iTunes. Give us the, the old five stars. And uh, if you like my jamming, uh, <laughs> if you like what I lay down, uh, I, uh, I you can follow me on Matt House Comedy. Um, you can follow this podcast at Drunk Compod, and uh, also I have a brand new podcast called Myths, which is out weekly. Um, where me and my friend Dan we talk about ancient Greek myths. You can follow us at Myths Podcast as well. That's M I F F S Myths, and yeah, uh, that's going really well. And uh, uh, whilst that's weekly, this is still going to happen monthly as well. So a lot of podcasts on the go. I also have to do a history of comedy podcast as well. My life's busy, you know. You know, I um, but I still make time for you because I'm not sure if I've ever to- ever told you this, but um, I think I love you. Like I know sometimes it feels like we don't talk much, and sometimes I I doubt you even think I'm talking to you. But you know, those when we're really far away, it feels like we're always so close. You know, I I love you. And that's the last time we'll speak for an entire month. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you to Carl Halbert. And I'll thank you to you uh, for listening. And I'll see you next month with... And it's probably going to be Lee Kyle, but we also have a mystery guest. If they reply to their emails. (laughs) Probably won't happen, but it's fine. Uh, Thank you for listening. See you soon. Bye.